0: The song that you sung today, the last song that you sung, uh, what was the title of that song? Man Man of Your Word. How many know that's what God is? How many, have has God lied to any of you all? I've never, ever, ever seen a word that he promised me fall. I've had to be patient in some things. But I've never seen his word not manifest or take form. He's a God that cannot lie. Um, we talk about this walking heavy thing. I know that this is a preacher thing, I know y'all hear this sometimes, you know, um, you know walking heavy. <laughs> Preachers know what I'm talking about, right? He's walking heavy. And so I, I, I was talking with the father about this, well, this walking thing because he was talking to me about his walking. And there's a part in Corinthians 6 and 16 is the B part of it. And he says, even as God said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And when I heard that word, when I read that word, I was talking to my husband. I gave him a mini-sermon on the way in. You know, sometimes when, when, you, when you start talking about it, he said, well, what you ministering today? And I just gave him a little snippet. But next thing you know, here I am. I'm just going in. So he said, I can't wait to hear it. Let me say, okay. <laughs> but I said, imagine that vision. God walking in you. Do you know the magnitude of that thought? Close your eyes because you know you can't see nothing with your eyes open. Close your eyes. God walking in you. Now you see? That is a vision that is so big that it's hard to really put this into words. I did my very best to try to bring it to terms to speak what God is saying about him walking in us. But the almighty, the great I am, the one who, whatever he speaks, manifests, the one that created the heavens, the earth, divided the waters from the land, that set the stars, the moons, and they all perfectly rotate and move without colliding. That God, Walking in me? I almost can't say it. I almost can't teach it. It's just almost too big to try to put into words. But I did my very best. So if I don't do justice to it, go home and manifest it in your life. Let the word bubble up in you to bring to your understanding what that means. To have God walk in us. And so, of course, you know, we got to go in deeper. We got to say, well, God, what do you mean this? Walking in me. Now, what's this walking in me? How will you walk in me? And so we're going to go into the Word. Let's go to Daniel. God walking in us. <laughs> Daniels 3.25. I, w- I had the, uh, I wanted an illustration up here, but I, I, I all of my armor bearing my folk, uh, that uh, you hadn't got here yet, you hadn't got here yet, so I didn't get a chance. But I wanted a pitcher of water and um, some red, like really deep red Kool-Aid, like maybe you know. But I should have called you because you Kool-Aid man. I should have called you. <laughs>
1: Just the Kool-Aid man right Yeah, I should have
0: called you. You know you got that red Kool-Aid. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I I got you. I'd have had you. But just imagine with me for a moment, you got a big container of deep red Kool-Aid, so red and thick that, you know, you almost can't see through it. It's just that red. And then you have a jar or your glass of water, which you are that. You are that glass of water. And the jar or the, or the pitcher of red Kool-Aid is our God. Walking in us is allowing that pore to transform your clear to red. This is what we do. We limit. We'll take a drop. Boom. And we'll tint our water. It's just a tint. Sometimes it's so small you don't see any change in it, in the water. The water still looks very what? Clear and transparent, right? And then... Sometimes we'll we'll drop a red, we'll allow a little drop to come in and it'll sit at the bottom of us. So when we pour, it's nothing coming forward that represents God. But when we allow the pour, when we allow God to what walk in us, it'll change our waters. And this comes over a period of time because when you first start get the pour. You know, you don't see the change. It's like a little hint, a little hue of color change, right, in your water. But at some point, should we not see the change? When you're truly allowing God to walk in you, what's being poured is what you see. That was the best way God could I could understand. I guess he said, she's simple. I got to get to it, like, in simple terms. But it was kind of like that. It was kind of like he... You will look like what's being poured when I'm walking in you. And I said, God, you know what? That's what I want. I want to look like what's being poured, and when I pour, I want that to be what's been poured into me. Allowing God to walk in us will change our whole outlook, our perspective, our language, our communication, our perspective. Things that used to irritate us and get us all hot and bothered and stuff like that, we start to understand and see behind the veil the true essence of what a person may have need of. Because why? I am no longer pouring from my own self. I'm no longer seeing from my own perspective. I now am been changed. I'm more than just a hue of what God is. God is walking in me. God is walking in me. When someone come against me, God is walking in me. We got to let God walk in us. In other words, my movement in a situation has to be what God would do. And because I have no good in me outside of what he has in me by way of the Holy Ghost, see, I can't even own it. That's why when people say they walk walking, oh, yeah, yeah, she's she, she walking heavy. She's not doing anything. That's God. There's no good thing, say, no good thing that dwells in me, in my flesh. No good thing dwell in our flesh. Say, no good thing dwell in my flesh. Mm-mm. Never put your hopes, your desires, and your, your dreams in your flesh. Don't do it. No good thing dwell there. But the Spirit of the Lord who embodies us, when we allow that spirit to walk in us, is not our movement. So I'm not walking heavy. God is walking heavy in me. And we should be imprinting. Like when you walk, I think they always talking about Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Why the picture always blurry? (laughs) All these high-tech cameras we got, all of these things that you know, I could I could take a picture with my iPhone across the street and get a clear shot. Then <laughs> they got these high tech things. They out there looking for them. You mean you ain't took a better camera than that? You out there looking for them? Every picture we see, it's it's blurry. Can't hardly make it out. It's okay. I'm off beat. <laughs> Go to Daniels. Daniel, the third chapter, the 25th verse. We're going to talk about this today. It says here, verse 25, it says, Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound or walking around in the fire, unwhat, what? Unharmed. And the fourth looks like God. See, he was... He, was, he, he wasn't used to the God. See, they had multiple gods. So he, he, so he didn't even know how to put his mind to understand it. He says, but the fourth one looked like a God. He knew it was superseding what was the, the human beings that were in there. He knew they superseded them. So he says, it looks like a God. He walks in our situation. God says, I'll walk Here. The three Hebrew boys, God walked in their situation. That's walking heavy. That's the heavy we want. We want the presence of the Lord that when he shows up, there's a transformation. And there's a shifting in the atmosphere, and it ain't for the worse. It's definitely for the better. Here in Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, God walked into their situation and walked in them. Because you cannot sustain that kind of faith, and God is not walking in you. They had their hopes, their dreams, and all of their belief in God. And they knew what he was capable of to the point they said, but if he choose not to, deliver me. If he chooses, if that's his choice, if that's his desire, if it's his plan, that's all right with me because I know he is able. That's walking heavy. Heavy is not us always being pulled out of our situation, pulled to the place we want to be, pulled to the situation or the plan, how we got a picture in our head. We have to know walking heavy is trusting in God in spite of what I think the outcome is going to be. That's walking heavy. God walking because God doesn't let God down. See, that's how we have to look at this thing. Whatever situation I'm in, I have to know God is with me, that He is going to see me through, that my trust, my belief, my hope, it all hinges on Him. God Almighty, I love this. I love this. There is no other existence. No other existence. That supersedes the relationship with us and God. Everything else pales to it. Everything else, even though the enemy tries to highlight the things of this world and the things of this life as being so grander, so important, so a uh, 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 priority, nothing, everything else pales to the relationship with God to our faith, our connection to God. Everything that's been done to this point, God did, it was all for that one reason, for the relationship. Even from the destruction of the earth, to cleanse it, to start again, all of this is because God says, I need it, I need this relationship with you. That's the walk in heaven we gotta get down. Not the one where we want people to know our name. Does God know your name? You know, when you step into someone's life, is the imprint that of the father? When you step into someone's life, what are you bringing? What's the lasting mark? This is the heaviness. See, when I step into someone's life, if I'm walking heavy in Christ, if God is walking in me, when they and I part, they are in a better place. And if we're not making that impact in the earth, then we are not walking in God. And God is what? Not walking in us. It's every time somebody get on your nerve, you got to tell them off. You need to let God walk in you. Sometimes we got to take a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Do it again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Some of us got to do one for the Holy Ghost too. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then allow God to walk heavy in you. That's why he tells us to be slow to speak. Slow to speak. Slow to speak. Slow to speak. Slow, cause when you got to clean that mess up, it's going to still be your mess. You still got to go in there and clean that mess. God's still expecting you to go in there and fix it. Sometimes we think we can say, do whatever we want to do. <laughs> Not so, because the one that you're speaking to, God said, I love that one. And when we walk heavy, when God walk heavy in us, see, we don't go and we don't hurt that creation because God says, I love that. That's how we know if the God that we serve is walking heavy in us. It's how we are uh, to one another. You know, we've been taught this as little kids, you know, somebody do, you do them twice. Come on, they hit you, hit them back. <laughs> we taught this. And in some cases, you know, you gotta defend yourself. I, I get that part. You got to defend yourself in some cases like this. But then somehow or another we get programmed that that's every situation. Any type of come against us, any type of opposition, any type of rub me wrong, automatically becomes a, a rip, a fight, a battle. And that's not allowing the spirit of God to walk in us. Here, Nebuchadnezzar had recognition of who God was in the midst of the situation that he created. He himself thought he was gonna bring the fire. You know how you know, we thought we gonna, we gonna I'ma, I'ma set this right, and then God show up. <laughs> you ever tried to come against somebody and they, they held their peace? You just look like a fool, don't you? Straight Have fu- you ever been there? Yes, been there. And Nebuchadnezzar looked like a fool. Because the heat that he was trying to bring, he had to now announce that not only are they unharmed, but the fourth looks like a God. That I ain't did nothing. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were walking heavy. Go to Leviticus. Leviticus 26 11 and 13. This is what God is saying to us. And I'll tell you this. God keeps giving us information, structure, and word for our battle that we're in. But sometimes we miss the tools that we need to overcome in the battle because we think we heard that before. We become numb to the living word. Yeah. That's the enemy's trick. That's that, the, the, the seed falling along the wayside. In the thorns. In the rockies. Of the rocks. But the word of God is to bring us life. We got to understand that the word is brought that something may grow. Or be nourished or nurtured. And here in Leviticus uh, uh, 26 and 11 God is constantly reminding us of who we are because we let the enemy talk us off of our place. We let the enemy make us think because we are maybe sick in our body that, that we have been forgotten by God. That we have gone through some trauma that somehow or another God is against us. We let the enemy fool us to think that uh, uh, that when we are in a situation or something is going wrong, not the way I want it to go, that somehow or another we have to be hopeless. And the word of God, if you read it on a regular basis, he constantly reminds us because he doesn't want us to forget the authority that which we have in him. That we don't have to take back and take down. And so if we come here on Sundays and this is what we have to get because we go back out into the world and believe the lie, if I told somebody out there, you know you're not going to make it. This is not the economy for you to thrive. They'll believe that. They'll announce that. This is this not the economy. This, you know, When God tells us that we can do all things in Christ Jesus, that he'll make a way. See, we, we're so easy to believe what the world wants to tell us. We'll take down to what God has spoken. We won't allow him to walk in us. We let the enemy walk in. We let him come in down. We walk out his thing. This is how we look. Because, you know, they said this is what they, this is what they predicting. This is, what, this is what's coming up. But when you allow God to walk in you, what frightens God? What, what, what comes against him that he feel like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this one. So when we remind ourselves, even in our most down, I'm going to tell you somebody who's there. Pastor Joseph Anthony. <laughs> Pastor Joseph Anthony. He tells his situation, and then he reminds, but God. This is my situation, because we have to be honest about that. But his walk heavy is this, but God, spite of the loss of the foot, God, Mm -hmm. I will walk again. He told me, did not tell us, he says, I'm going to walk up in that church. Because of God, even though he's in pain, taking pain medication for the loss of the foot, he still has his walk, his walk is heavy. I'm enjoying it. Verse 11 says, I will put my dwelling place among you and I will not, I'm going to say this other word, loathe you. I will walk among you and be what? Be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. He says, I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. He took slaves and told them to hold their heads high. They were in the natural slaves to the Egyptians. But if we put it in our times where we could, can uh, uh, relate to this, See, we were slaves to sin. We were slaves to this this natural body. This, you know, what it felt, we gave it, and that's how it was. But he broke that bondage. He broke that yoke off of us. We no longer are slaves to this flesh. Just like no longer, they were no longer slaves to the Egyptians. So we can hold our head up. We can hold our head up high. Why? Because we walk in Christ and God walks in us. But when we don't know who we are, and if we don't know what we possess, we walk with our heads held down. And here the word of God tells us they walk with their heads held, not just up, but what? High. That's aristocrat. Walk with your nose up. You somebody. In God. But we don't believe it. Say, I don't believe it. We don't always believe it. Because if we do, we will walk out this thing. We allow the poor, our our hue will change. Our colors will change. We, will, we won't be clear. We will take on the formation of the one pouring. That's allowing God to do what? Walk in me. Verse Let's go to 2 Corinthians because this is the primary scripture I wanted to get to. I wanted to show you in Leviticus that our situations can be dire. We can be in a dire situation. We can be in bondage to something. How many have been in bondage to something? But God says, I broke that. But if you keep saying I'm in bondage... God said, I broke that. Yeah, I'm bound to that. But I broke that. I can't help myself. But I broke that. I have to. I broke that. You're not slave to it anymore. But I, you know, just just the way I, he broke it. I can't help myself. He broke it. You don't understand. (laughs) I do. Because he broke it. He broke it. Walking heavy or allowing God to walk in you is accepting that. No matter what your situation is, whatever you feel bound to, whatever you feel oppressed by, he says, I broke that. Mm -mm, That's not your thing. But what we have to do is we have to accept it. See, we want change without letting the poor. Somebody's got our lid on. You just don't understand. You ain't been what I've been. I haven't, but he has. There's nothing that you have endured that he hasn't been there. There's nothing that you have experienced that that he hasn't uh, been present. He's aware of all things. And whatever we have gone through, he says, guess what? It's not your It's not your yoke. It's not your yoke. I broke that. You have sometime in your mind you have to imagine the thing that you keep holding on to. And you have to say, God, thank you for breaking. See, profess it. Declare it. Y'all want to decree something? Decree it. Because we're declaring decree for a car in the house. But if I need a deliverance in my heart, in my My mind, my heart, and my body, for some reason, you know, that's just the thing I got to live with. We won't let, we won't say, I declare and decree that I've been, this thing has been broke off of me by the power of the Holy Ghost. What can stand against him? Nothing. Who is more powerful than God? No one. His power and his might is unmatchable mm-hmm. that power the creator power is looking on you and said I broke that what are you saying Meshach Shatterback and Abednego said if he don't I know he can mm-hmm. and because of their great faith he did What are we saying? What's our profession? What are we declaring to be the truth when God says this, this is what it is? Well, I, the enemy is always going to show you in the natural. What is the spirit saying? What is God saying to the matter? What are you accepting? What's the lie that feels better? Oh, I know it do. I wrapped the many a lies around me. You know, I'm just a, a angry black woman because I've been hurt so many times. Th- no, God delivered and set me free. Broke it all for me. Now I have no reason not to be kind, to be gentle, to be caring, to be nurturing. Why keep claiming I'm a broken woman? Who? Oh, God walks heaven. He wants his people to be free. He says, let me walk in you. We let the devil walk in us. <laughs> come on, come on, raise your hand. Raise your hand. We let him walk. Don't we let him walk. Yes, Lord, we let him walk. Walk on, devil, walk on. We pump him up. Come on, let's go. We try. <laughs> go on, walk with the devil today. We plot it. We plot the walk. Come on, devil, let's get it. Next Thursday, 2 o'clock, four forty-five. Come on. But when God says, let me walk in you. When you step your foot, the imprint is going to be so great. And, and, and you won't be able to cover it up or you won't be able to fill it in. That's what we should do to people's lives. When we, when we press upon them, they shouldn't be able to cover it up or fill it in. Because why God stepped there? Who? yes it is. When God steps into your life, I promise you, you're not going to be able to erase it, Mark. You're not going to be able to erase the mark. Who Who can erase the hand of God? Who can erase the touch of God? Who? It's broke off of us. Make your confession known today. And we get used to something. You know, and my thing is this, you know, uh, you, you can go on a weight loss, loss program. I know, it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot. You know, some of us just naturally, there's this is thin, thin just runs in the family. You know what I'm saying? It, it, well, it ran past me. <laughs> Damn, All right. okay. So some of us have to work at it. Amen. Amen. And we don't even like it. But if we don't make our profession, because they you know me and me and dad, we'll get to the point where we say, you know what, we 60, we're gonna be fat and happy. Just gonna be Don't we say that honey? Pass me something, you know, that we ain't supposed to have. We made our profession couple of weeks later, we're a couple of more pounds heavier. <laughs> we go shopping. We get another size, you know. <laughs> but the moment you make up your mind that I'm going to do this is when the weight comes off. Why? Because I allow the walking to happen. I allow it to take place. And so it's the same process in the spirit realm. You can't hold on to the bad baggage and expect the good stuff to show up. You can't hold on to uh, uh, your, 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 your brokenness and call it your own. I'm broken. I'm not broken. I'm delivered. I'm set free. And you make your profession. Because when I first say I'm gonna lose weight, I don't look like I'm losing anything. Do I? Don't ask them. Do I? <laughs> Do I? Some honest person? My husband just <laughs> He said you look good. JR said I'm different. And then he wanna call his mama fat to my mom, you just different. Okay with that? What's different? <laughs> You know, a boy don't want to call his mama fat. <laughs> so he took the easy road. Mom, you are just different. What does that mean? For all y'all that don't know, it does mean you're fat, okay? You just your son can't say it. My people. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that what are we saying? What are we speaking to ourselves? What are we allowing our mouth to convince our heart and our mind about? We're tearing down the actual uh, the blessings that the Lord has poured down. We're, we're, we're slamming them to the ground and refuse to accept them. He says, "I've given you more than to overcome. And we want to accept the defeat. I wore it a long time. It feels comfortable to me. I like it. I know what to do with it. I have my narrative already out there on what it's supposed to be said and done to it. But when you get delivered, you have to change your narrative. You have to change your story because now what you have experienced now becomes a platform. It becomes, your, it becomes your announcement so people can see the greatness and the goodness of God. Yeah. Being broken one time is not, your, it's not supposed to be your, your forever. Allowing God to walk in us allows us to maybe pave the way for someone else to find their way out of a dark place. But if our announcement is the same as the people that we're trying to deliver, who's getting out of the dark? That's a good question. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6. This is my final verses of scriptures. 2 Corinthians 6. I got this in, in the American Standard Version. And it starts with the 15th verse. It says, and this is, this is good. I want you to, 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 in your mind when I'm speaking the words, I want you to visualize it. Because this is where we get messed up and we don't allow God to walk in us. We don't know the change. We don't know that it's supposed to be a difference. There's a, there's a vast difference between heaven and hell. Vast. There's a vast difference between light and dark. And there should be a vast difference between good and evil. Verse 15 says, and what concord, what agreement, what harmony has Christ with Baal? See, he's showing you so, in this, in this passage of scripture, you'll see contrasting. So far one from the other. So you'll see here, what concord, which means agreement or harmony, has Christ with Baal? Or what portion has a believer... With an unbeliever. And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For we are a temple of the living God. Even as God said, I will dwell in them and walk, where? Walk in them. The temple of God and idols. Let Let me tell you something about the temple of God. It is the place where God dwells. Idols have no power. That's what he's saying here. The temple of God, the temple of God, all-powerful, all-knowing God dwells. The one of idols, nothing. They have no power. That's the contrast. God, temple, idol. There is no connection between the two. And so he goes here to say, uh, uh, with us as believers, this is the contrast with us believers and non-believers. Y'all want to know why, you, why you, you, you can't seem to make it with a non-believer? Because you're a believer. And then the only way you can make it, you got to be in compromise. Been there, done it? You can't, there's no other way. When you got two that walk together, you don't have to do that much compromise. You go on in the same direction. When, you, when you're going in two different directions, there's got to be a compromise, one way or the other. Somebody doesn't want to do this, somebody wants to do that. And then he, God is showing us here that this will be contrasting. For us as believers, the temple of God, that's who we are. We are what? The temple of God. Even as God says, I will dwell in them, and what? And walk in them. Does not God dwell and walk in his temple? Are we not what? We're the What? Y'all saying that kind of slow. What are we? We are the temple. You would think that this would be a very exciting moment when you hear that. You, you think we would be excited to hear, I am the temple of God. But, but this is how we get, you know, I, I think the word is desensitized. You know, Somebody tell you, you know, you want know, to, um, uh, President Barack Obama's, he, he's going to stay at your house. What? Barack Obama's staying at my house. We got the maids coming in. We got the food service coming in. We got all kinds of stuff happening. Because why? We want to make sure Mr. Barack Obama is taken care of. Yeah. And if that's not your candidate of choice, whoever it is. <laughs> Just say, Everybody don't get excited about that. (laughs) Whoever that person would be that could come to your house and make you bring in maid service. That person. But when we say we are the temple of God. See, I just get teary. I'm the temple of God. He dwells in me. He resides in me. He walks in me. And, you know, this is my thing. I think believers ought to strive. I think it's just lazy of us to be mediocre, to just do enough to block check. I think we ought to strive like runners, good runners, I ain't talking about them, I ain't talking about them ones you don't want to see running, uh, Elder Henderson, the ones that be falling out in the back. <laughs> I'm talking about them ones, the legs stretch wide. And, 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 their, and their, their reach and their stride is the most that they're trying to get, the most the space that they can get in their run. I think that's what we always as believers ought to do. I think that's how our run is supposed to look. Not this airborne shuffle. I don't know how you're coming in. Just barely, barely getting there. Lazy running. You know, you got to bring the whole team down to the one that can't run. Come on, Army man, y'all know I'm right. You bring the whole team down to what? What? To the one who ain't running. When we don't let the spirit of God walk in us. Whole team is affected. The whole team is airborne suffering. Because we got to make sure we don't lose little Johnny. Instead of all of us. Just imprint, every footprint we make, just impactful. I wish I had a picture that shows where your feet hit the ground and just making imprints and you can see the dirt move because there's been a great impact right there. Just slamming one foot after another. We're just in the enemy's territory. We're just impacting it. Because God is walking heavy in us. God is walking heavy in us. You can see. The enemy hate to see you coming. Why? Because he know you're an unstoppable, unmovable, always abounding. He know you're coming with the heat. And when your foot hit the ground, boom, boom. Every time it hits, he knows it's tearing his kingdom up. That's how we walk heavy in God. This right here, this is to motivate you to go walk heavy. Walking heavy up here, this ain't no thing. What's this? I can read the Word of God out of here, and that'll be the word, but until you walk it out there, that's nothing. It's nothing here out there. How heavy are you walking? And it says, even as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come you out from among them and be separated to the Lord. Touch what? No, no, some unclean thing. He says, don't touch the unclean thing. And if you don't do that, he says, I will do what? But if you don't do what? We want to touch the unclean thing and want to receive. That's why we got a hue, a slight pink to our water. Instead of a blood red, what's being poured to me is what I should resemble. He says, and I will receive you. Our language, our movement, and our perspective should be different. I can't agree with the world. Not because I don't like them, because they are... They, they don't think like I'm thinking. What they think is right, I think is, an, is crazy. It's not good. It's unhealthy. It's destructive. I can't agree with the world. And when we find ourselves in agreement with the world, when I say the world, I'm talking the world mindset. I'm saying check your poor. If it's okay when it's not okay in the word, check your poor. Because I should be allowing God to walk in me. And if He's walking in me, whatever He doesn't like, I shouldn't be drawn to. Whatever He says is not good, I shouldn't think is okay. Whatever God doesn't like, I should not like. Whatever's distasteful to Him is distasteful to me. Why? Because He's walking. I'm, I'm really just. I, I see those little bumper stickers that say, "You know, I'm the co. God is my co-pilot." No, that's the problem. That's the problem. Get out the seat. Get out. Get over. As a matter of fact, try to get in the trunk. That way, you ain't got no say. You don't even know where you're going. Get in the trunk. Cause you know if we anywhere can see. Well what about if we just take that little road right there? No. And you know if we driving, you know he got to tell us you off, you know just like that little thing, uh, recalculating. How many been recalculated? <laughs> I done recalculated so many times. Recalculating, recalculating. You <sighs> make a U turn at the ne- make a U make 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 make. make. Over and over and over again. Why? Because we're in a seat. We're not allowing God to walk in us. When I read this scripture, I'm going to forever hold on to this. It it, it illuminated me, honey. It it excited me. I said, because you know what? God says he's walking in me. That means it's possible. See? That's where we get messed up because we start thinking in our little frail little way, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Ain't nobody asked you. He said, I'm going to walk. All we got to do is be willing. Say willing. willing. See what he's fighting is the top on our head. We have stopped the pour. You got to screw the top off and let him pour. Don't say he can't when you're not allowing. It's a big difference. Say it's a difference. I've been at that not allowance moment. Have you? Come on, raise your hand real high. I've been there. Not not now, Lord. Not not now. Not 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 tomorrow. No, probably not next week. Neither. Let me check my calendar. <laughs> Come on. We been there? If you didn't say it out, would your action, said it? Right. Right. But when you get to the place where you say, Lord, I want you to walk in me. I want you to walk my, because I've, I've, I've walked my walk, and I've, I've taken us into the ditch many times. In the ditch. Need a tow truck. Get a tow truck. She's in the ditch. And she need repairs. How many have been in the ditch and needed repairs? How many almost got totaled out? Almost got totaled out in the ditch doing my own driving. Thought I had it all planned out. Oh, Julie, I had a plan. You didn't even know. Yeah, I was going to be that girl. Mar- Marlo Thomas. That was me. Marlo Thomas. We were going to live in New York in a penthouse. Yeah, I had it all planned out. Ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crashed. <laughs> like, head on. Yeah, if it wasn't for the barrier, see, God's good because <laughs> he had the barriers. Didn't let me go off the cliff. He's a good God. And he has a plan for us. Say, he has a plan for me. Say, he has a plan for me. No, for me. I'm going to walk heavy. Say, I'm going to walk heavy. Who's walking, though? Say it out loud. God is walking in me. He's walking in me. He's walking in me. He's walking in me. God is walking in me. God walking in you? Yeah. God walking in you? You? God walking in me. And the moment you stop letting him walk in you, the moment that you recognize that he's not walking in you, you stop until you can let him walk in you. Then you get going again. We don't have to live in our eras of yesterday. Because we have failed and faltered. Say it. We failed and we faltered. We've done it wrong multiple times. I, I've probably done it more wrong than I did it right. But I want you to know God is that kind of God. He's a right now kind of God. He's the day kind of God. He's this moment, this second, this very hour kind of God. He says, I got plans for you. And they're not to fail. Our plans fail. So if you say, well, God, you said I wasn't going to fail. Yeah, because it's your plan. Your plan is failing. He said, I got plans that won't fail. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> is your plan failing? Okay, It's yours. But he says, but I have plans that won't fail. And those plans are the ones we want God to walk out in us. If you're tired of walking in your plan, I want you to stand to your feet. Because your plan has been falling and failing and falling and failing. And We're going to make the confession. See, I got a confession. I got to say, God, I want this. God walking in me. Is not something that cannot be, else his word would not say it. He says, him walking in us says that you're his people and he's our God. It determines, it, it clarifies who we are. It determines who we are. It, it puts a sign over our head and in our heart who we are. God walks in me. Say it. I'm allowing the pour of God into me. I will pour what's been poured. God walks in me. This is what we have to do. We have to say it. Today's your confession. Tomorrow's your action. Your confession today becomes your reality. The very person that's holding your hand, if their confession becomes opposite of what you just said, you have to believe what God said. I love this man. I love him. But God walks in me. And if he ever decides that he doesn't want that type of woman, God still walks in me He won't God walks in me Just say it to yourself over and over God walks in me He walks in me He walks in me He walks in me That's a good feeling it's a good I make a step that's God in me I love it my touch to another person is God walking in me I love it the impact that we have on children is God walking in me it's God walking in me the love that I give to my grandkids, that's God walking in me. To my sisters and my brothers. To my, to my enemies. Because I don't know, you, some of us got some enemies. But even to my enemies, God's walking in me. God is this faithful. And like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Whatever it is that's got you disbelieving what God said. He says, I broke that yoke. And you can trust me, just like Meshach Shadrach. You can say that if he doesn't do it, if he don't do it today, if I still have this struggle today, if I still have this problem today, I just want the enemy to know. I just want my mind to know. I just want my heart to know that he's able. And I will believe it. I will believe it. I will believe it we will make our confession known. We will declare and decree what God has said. He says, I am whole, healed, and I'm free. And with that being said, God is walking in me. So lift your hands and just bless the Lord and say, God, I thank you i receive you today god i receive your word today i bless your name for who you are i give you praise honor and glory you are the most high god you are the great i am you are the way maker it is you lord it is you i bless you god thank you for walking in me i counted the honor That you would consider me a temple. That I be a holies of holies within me. You You are good and and your mercy endureth forever. We your people, we love you. We bless you. We honor you and we bow before you. Use us this week, God, for your glory. Walk heavy in us. Let our footprint be your footprint. Let our hand touch be your touch. Let our words be your words. Let what we see be through the eyes of you. Let our mercy be everlasting and our grace extend. Keep us, Lord. Keep us and we'll be kept. We give you praise and we give you honor and all glory. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. And all the saints give him a thunderous praise. Come on. Thank him for it. Come on. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for his position that he has in. Thank him for his holiness. Thank him for his set apart. Thank him for the sanctification. Thank him for his healing. Thank him. Oh, we bless you, God. Hallelujah. It's in your son Jesus'